we have a, a, a use case for, for an e-axle development uh, project and understanding the lubrication between, you know, the, the, the gearbox side and the motor side yeah. um, and making sure that we can optimize that for uh, a super wide range of, of conditions. So not, not only do we need to be able to consider the speed of the motors um, or the speed of the speed of the gears and, and how that is, you know, churning the fluid around, but also looking at a wide range of vehicle maneuvers. So where is that sloshing going to happen? A wide range of temperatures, you know, viscosities of these oils can change an order of magnitude over cold start to really warm running. So there's a huge difference in the way that the fluid will behave over that range. Um, and being able to robustly look at a much wider design space than something that time would allow us to do in a, in a testing environment um, is a huge benefit, you know? And then not only that, being able to look at all of those design points, but also being able then to consider different design variations, whether or not we should put the baffle here or there, um, how large in diameter that drilling should be to provide a certain flow rate, being able to optimize uh, features not only for overall performance, um, but also to meet performance targets at specific operating points. So at high speed, you have a certain, you know, angle in this deflector, which makes sure that you provide extra lubrication there just based on, you know, oil only gets sloshed to even be interacting with that deflector once you get to the high speeds. So being able to provide uh, features, design features that do certain things only at certain times in a passive way, um, rather than being actively controlled. We can also talk about active control, but um, being able to to build in those passive design features, I think, is uh, something which would be really difficult to do in a, in a traditional testing environment, especially because you can't really see what the lubricant is doing um, in, in those cases. So I think you know, the, the scale of testing that we can do in support of development is, um, is a huge advantage. And also thinking about, you know, some of those other edge cases, of course, we historically have focused in mobility, automotive, and, and transportation industries. Um, and, and that's, you know, the lifeblood or the history of, of ABL. Um, but that industry is changing so quickly and there's so many new players, and uh, that landscape is is uh, yeah is is shifting faster than it ever has before since since it started. Um, and one side effect of that is you know we're getting exposure now to a lot of other use cases and a lot of other places where this kind of technology could provide a huge benefit. Um, and CFD is used in, in 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 all sorts of industries, but one place that, that we've been looking recently is in white goods, or commercial goods, or consumer goods, I should say. Um, and looking at, for example, dishwasher applications. And, the, and, and in a dishwasher, I don't know, sometimes the simplicity of the, you know, the setup is, is misleading, right? Because we think about a dishwasher, it's something that you interact with every day and it, and, it, and it just works, but there's a huge design task that goes into that, you know, like how fast should those arms be rotating based on the water pressure that's, that's available? Um, are they providing enough 
pressure and enough shear stress on the surface of the dishes to wash off your crusty old casserole from two nights ago, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, always coming back to the age old question of, is there a right way to load the dishwasher? I think if we can answer that question with data, it's a bigger, you know, we're, we're looking at the bigger questions here, not just the engineering stuff, which is pretty exciting. Um, and, and we can answer that now. So with, with, with Prion Lab, we have a lot of studies for, um, you know, that jet targeting, how the nozzle should be targeted. Um, we can map out the shear stresses uh, that each of the dishes experience. So are you going to have a situation where your ketchup isn't washed off all the way? Um, or even is some of it, sometimes it's it's too much, you know, and, and it flips over the lighter plastic Tupperware that you put in the top drawer or the bottom drawer because you are a rule breaker and a rebel and you just put <laughs> things where they go. <laughs> um, but how, uh, you know, putting some engineering data behind that and, and being able to simulate new things that I think have been difficult before as well, and including multi-phase, you know, can we actually simulate the ketchup um, as well as the water? And, and is the jet, you know, if you put the dish in the slot, which is closest to the uh, to the rotating arms, is it going to be that like the ketchup's actually going to spray up and get other dishes dirty that weren't dirty before? Um, and so, looking at some of that that secondary soiling. So yeah, I think there's a you know a lot of crossover to new applications, um, but some of the same questions. You know, we answer the same secondary soiling question when we are looking at 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 ADAS sensor soiling um, and understanding how droplets are being generated and if they have a secondary contact then with the vehicle. It's some of the same same tasks that are happening inside the dishwasher as well. Um, and one really cool application that uh, you know we're we're thinking about now is really high viscosity materials. So things like, you know, peanut butter or, uh, you know, really pasty, gluey, nasty things. Um, and can we simulate some of that? Looking at some of those, uh, those fluids, you know, the viscous forces inside those fluids are so high that computationally it was just a huge effort because you had to take super, super small time steps in order to understand where the fluid was going. Um, and with, with Prion Lab, we offer an, an implicit pressure solver um, as well as an implicit viscosity solver, which allows us to speed up some of those calculations. And now we can look at, you know, shampoo or honey um, as, it's, as it's flowing around. And one application that we're looking at now is um, squeezing of thermal interface paste. So when you have a, a, a battery module as an, an electric vehicle, and then it's being installed into a pack of multiple modules. There is a thermal interface paste that goes in between the module and the housing. Um, and that allows for good thermal contact. First off, it's an adhesive, so it, it fixes the thing in place, but um, it also allows for good thermal contact between the pack itself and the, I should say the module the battery module, and then ultimately the cooling plate, which goes underneath the pack. And what that means is that ideally you have a homogeneous temperature within the module 
um, but also within the entire pack. And that, you know, prevents any kind of this cell-to-cell balancing kind of issues that might happen. Um, but also it's a ultimately a longevity thing. You know, if you have big temperature disparities or discrepancies within that system, then you can start to see premature aging. Um, and then we're not meeting lifetime ex- expectations that we should. But on the manufacturing side, practically, when you apply this stuff, so you squeeze it out into a certain pattern, then you take your module, you squish it down, um, and exactly what you think is going to happen, some of it squeezes up out of the sides, you know. So you need to have enough that it has good contact underneath the module. But if you put too much, then, you know, your layer is too thick and it's not as conductive as it as as you hoped it would be. But also you have all of this waste that's happening, you know, um, which is something that we could maybe try to optimize or minimize. So the question now for simulation becomes, you know, not only can we simulate that squishing effect, that squeezing effect, that squeeze out losses and the wet out, um, but also, you know, how can we approach that in an, in an engineering way? So is there an optimal pattern for that paste application? Um, how much exactly paste should I apply? Are, am I going to have to push really hard on the module and, and you know, potentially do damage or deflect something for thin parts? Um, and understanding yeah, what's, what's the best way of doing this seemingly simple task of, you know, putting putting paste in between two components and squeezing it out. But, you know, there's an opportunity there for, you know, not only making sure that the components are going to work as they were designed to do for as long as we expect them to, but also on the manufacturing side, you know, reducing those losses, reducing that total material um, and making it come together as fast as it can, you know. 